Milkman. The bells over the door chimed, and the old man looked up and grimaced as he entered the convenience store. His hearing aid was broken and was stuck so that the sound was up too loud and everything came at him like a giant, screaming child from hell. He turned his attention to the teenager at the register and shook his head as he saw that the young man was far too engrossed in his phone to notice a customer in the otherwise empty store. Frustrated, the man waddled down the closest aisle, his hips aching something awful and forcing him to wince and grind his teeth, which usually meant a storm banging its way into town. Oh, hey, man, the doodle bars are on sale. Buy four and you get a fifth free. The register jockey spoke from behind a veil of hair and didn't look up once. The old man shook his head and turned his attention back to the long cooler at the back of the store. Milk, specifically chocolate milk. That's all he wanted. Chocolate milk. Not beer, not wine, not a soda, not an energy drink, not a damn energy beer, and not a wine soda. Just some damn choco milk. He walked down the aisle past the cooler once, then turned around and walked back the way he'd come, and then he turned around and walked down the aisle one last time. He saw a million different things, but no chocolate milk. He even saw products he knew had been pulled off the market over a year earlier. The man looked up at the boy at the register and shook his head again. His mama, rest her soul, would have swatted him on the back of his head for what he was about to do, but he had no interest in walking all the way up to the counter just to turn around and walk right back here. Uh, young man! I say young man! Yo, kid! That got the boy's attention, and he looked up slowly and rolled his eyes. Yeah? Where would the chocolate milk be? The kid pursed his lips as he shrugged. Uh, in the trash, I guess. In the what? The man put a hand on his sore hip. Trash. The night shift hadn't been checking sell-by dates, and we had to throw the milk out when someone bought an out-of-date bottle and got sick. Well, why the hell didn't you, you check on the bottles? I wasn't here last week. I was on tour with my band. Ah, another rock star in the making. Fantastic. The man chuckled to himself. Um, no, actually. Blues. I played drums for Steel Toes Montague. We did a tour of some clubs in Chicago last week. It's a better scene for blues than, well, uh, here. The old man took a step backwards as a push. Son of a bitch. He smiled despite himself. Well, hell then, ain't that a thing? I sold Steel Toes about 20 years ago in Detroit. Good show. He opened for B.B. King, I think. Hell of a show. You can learn a lot from that man. I bet he blows his nose and has more blues than what comes out than most modern blues folks have in their whole lives. Well, I guess that's that with the milk, though. I thank you for the info. I'd really wanted some chocolate milk, but... The kid gave the man a crooked grin and put his phone down and walked out from behind the counter and started moving back towards the coolers. I'll tell you what. My girlfriend brought me a couple cool moves when I came on shift and I still have them in back not a full gallon or anything, but I know how it is when you need your chocolate milk fix, so you can have one of mine. The kid disappeared through an open door and the man heard the sound of movement, and in a matter of moments he had reappeared with a small bottle of brown liquid with the words cool moose on the side above the image of a skateboarding cow. Funny. Here you go, sir. He held out the drink. The man furrowed his brow and put his other hand on his hip. Now? Come on, I'm serious. Like I said, I understand the woes of a chocolate milk junkie. It was rough being on tour for a week and everyone wanted to go over to the bar to, after our gigs and all I wanted was a cold glass of brown gold. Here, take it. The kid shook the bottle and the man 
lifted a hand from his hip and took it, reluctantly, and started to reach into his pocket with his other hand for some money. Nope, this one's on me, sir. You can buy the next. I got the boss to start stocking cool moves, so we should have some in here this Saturday morning. I work next Monday. You can come in and hit me back then. Deal? The kid shook his long hair out of his face and smiled. Deal. I'll be here on Monday and we'll share a drink and you can tell me about your band. But now I need to get back home to finish up a project. And truly, from the bottom of my heart, I say thank you. I could have found milk somewhere else, but you saved me a lot of time and a lot of trouble. And for that, you have my sincerest thanks. What was your name, by the way? The man held his free hand out. Lewis, sir. Lewis Monroe. The kid smiled again. Well, Lewis Monroe, it's a pleasure to meet you. My name is Reggie. Reggie Sampson. Now I bid you adieu, Lewis. I'll finish my business. I will see you Monday. Reggie gave a wave and turned and started waddling out of the store. It had been a miserably long day and he knew there was a long night ahead of him and he appreciated the milk more than the kid knew. Thank you, Mr. Sampson. I'll see you next week. With the shrill ringing of the bells, the man exited the store and hobbled towards his van. The, man, the van had seen better days, much better days. It was an ugly 1990s family van, painted a dull gray, which he'd found from an internet ad, but it worked, and it was reliable, and for the work he had to do, that was key. He had a car back at home, but rarely drove it these days. The work had become everything. There was no wife at home, no kids, no animals, and after a forced retirement, the lifelong hobby became the work. Now that he was 73, there wasn't much else left. It was all he thought about. It was the reason he got up in the morning and the thing that made him take care of himself when men his, many men his age were starting to let themselves go. In the end, it was probably the only thing that kept him alive. The man pulled his keys out, gave an absent wave towards the store, and unlocked the van, opened the door, and got inside. It was hot inside despite the cool weather of the day, but that was a problem that he was used to and ready for. Despite the fact that it always took his breath away to realize how very hot it was inside, he put the key in the ignition and started the engine and immediately turned the defrost up before closing the door. He let out a long sigh and opened the milk and smiled as he took a long drink of it. As soon as he had drank half the bottle, he started to feel a little better. He stopped to take a breath, shot a look over his shoulder and into the back of the van, and then tipped the bottle of milk up and finished off the rest of it and let out a long sigh. He wiped his mouth to the back of his hand and put the lid back on the bottle and dropped it onto the empty passenger seat. Reggie put his hands on the wheel and started humming a song to himself. He closed his eyes and saw a green field with a farmhouse in the distance and his brother and sister playing tag just ahead of him. It was a moment, an instant, and it would be shattered by a scream from the farmhouse that would change his life and start this mad journey of his that found him at the store at this moment. But he held on to the calmness before the storm because that was where he lived in his heart. Where that perfect moment, that perfect fleeting moment, a sudden sound from the back of the van brought him from, up from his daydream, and he was back inside the very hot van, and it was time to get back to work. He let out a long sigh and turned around. The old woman was ripe, and the heat coming off her made it seem as if she was on fire. He had left her hogtied beneath a blanket when he'd gone inside the store, but she'd managed to get out from underneath the blanket and had part of her gag out. 
He reached over into the passenger seat without looking and grabbed the bottle and threw it at her and hit her in her forehead with sweat as it ran down her face and beneath her eyes were deep purple bruises that were just starting to deepen to black. The woman frowned and whimpered as she stretched against her ropes. Reggie would have laughed at the ridiculousness of the old woman lying on her back and trying to look so weak and pathetic if he didn't have one of his headaches setting in. You know that won't work on me. I've seen the let look. What is it, a hundred times now? A hundred and twenty? You know it won't work. The woman let out a long moan and stretched again. Reggie heard the rope as he, as she strained against it and knew he better take care of this before she got loose. He let out a long sigh and got up and moved to the back of the van towards the woman. Reggie came within three feet of the woman and painfully went down onto his haunches and started, stared into her blue eyes. She whimpered more loudly, and he pushed the familiar questions aside and focused. Focus, he thought. Focus or you're going to get yourself hurt again and ain't enough to recover like it was last time. He forced himself to look at her, to look at the old woman and to see her, and then to see past the veneer and to, down to what she really was. You don't fool me. You never fooled me. None of you did. One last whimper. Reggie shook his head at the woman, and her whimper stopped and she became still. That was better. As he stared at the old woman, her veil started to fall, and her eyes began to change from blue to yellow, and her breathing slowed until it was barely audible at all. Good. You know how much I hate games. Now, you gonna behave, or... From beneath the gag came a growl. Have it your way. Reggie reached into his back pocket and pulled out a pair of pliers, and then began crawling towards the old woman slowly as she growled at him. And as Reggie grabbed the old woman's hair in one hand and raised the pliers with the other, he turned his mind back to the milk in the big, grand field and smiled for the fleeting moments that reminded him of why he worked so hard and then let his mind slip past that good moment to the moments beyond, and that was what kept him working so hard still. It was time to get to work.